you can listen to The Front on your smart speaker every morning. To hear the latest episode, just say, play the news from The Australian. From The Australian, here's what's on The Front. I'm Kristen Amiot. It's Wednesday, November 15. Australia's in the sights of state-sponsored hackers, and it's all because of AUKUS. That's the warning from the nation's top cyber spy agency. The Australian Signals Directorate says a new cyber attack is reported every six minutes as China tries to steal cutting-edge military technology, and it could pose a huge threat to our national security. A ninth wave of COVID-19 is coming, and experts are worried that we're lagging on our vaccinations. The new Omicron offshoot has already caused a spike in infections, especially in the nation's aged care homes, where less than half of residents are up to date on their boosters. Violence is escalating in our classrooms, and the nation's teachers are struggling to keep a lid on it. That's why they'll get step-by-step instructions for classroom management from the government. In today's episode, we unpack what's driving bad behaviour at school and how teachers are being set up to fail. He's arguably one of the best-loved characters in pop culture. John Keating, a free-spirited high school English teacher, played by the late comedian Robin Williams. Gentlemen, open your text, page 21 of the introduction. Mr Perry, will you read the opening paragraph of the preface entitled Understanding Poetry? The film is Dead Poet Society, released in 1989. Keating blows into the elite Welton Academy boarding school where strict rules and regulations are the status quo. He deploys some unorthodox teaching methods that are well out of place in the film's late 1950s setting. We're not laying pipe. We're talking about poetry. How can you describe poetry like American bandstand? I like Byron. I give him a 42, but I can't (laughs) dance to it. Now I want you to rip out that page. Go on. Rip out the entire page. Keating encourages the all-male student body to act up, to seize the day, break the rules and read poetry. Carpe diem, that's seize the day. Seize the day. Gather ye rosebuds while ye may. Why does the writer use these lines? Because we are food for worms, lads. The beloved teacher is booted from the school after one of his students tragically dies by suicide. His departure inspires one of the most memorable scenes in movie history. Leave, Mr Keating. I said leave, Mr Keating. Captain, my captain. Sit down, Mr Anderson. You hear me? Sit down. Sit down. This is your final warning. In Australian classrooms in 2023, the reality couldn't be more different. Here and now, it's the kids who are sending lessons off the rails, and our teachers are struggling to get things under control. The situation is so dire that there is a Senate inquiry at the moment into classroom disruption because we have a terrible shortage of teachers in Australia. Governments are now spending $10 million on a recruitment campaign, but they do need to fix this issue of classroom disruption if they want people to stay in the profession. 
Natasha Beta is the Australian's education editor. Students have been hitting teachers, punching them, throwing chairs at them, stabbing them with pencils, biting them, pushing them over. It's not happening in every classroom, but it shouldn't be happening at all. Natasha, it's been a while since I was in a classroom. So I have to wonder if things have changed all that much. Is this about kids behaving differently than they did back in my day or is something else driving it? Look, I think our classrooms are a reflection of societal dysfunction. The New South Wales Education Minister, Prue Carr, told me last week that she's concerned about levels of classroom disruption and violence in schools. And in her opinion, part of the problem is that they're so short of teachers, they're having to combine classes. So they might have one teacher trying to look after 50 or 60 students. And it's very, very difficult to keep a classroom calm under those circumstances. The proliferation of social media, gaming and online bullying is a problem too. It means kids are showing up to school late and tired. Plus, they're dealing with the kind of harassment that was once confined to the schoolyard at all hours. Also, there's a lot going on at home for some of these children. We've had a pandemic where they've missed out on a lot of schooling in New South Wales and in Victoria in particular. They've been cooped up at home with parents who, if they were working, just couldn't give them attention. So a lot of these kids are bringing to school problems they have at home. So it's quite likely they might model that behaviour in a classroom. Education Minister Jason Clare is aware the nation's teachers are up against it. Many are struggling to get students to sit still for long enough to deliver the curriculum, much less drop some John Keating-esque wisdom on them. That's why Mr Clare and the Australian Education Research Organisation have come up with a solution that's taking everyone back to basics. This organisation was set up by the federal state education ministers and it is doing an amazing job at giving remedial instructions, I suppose, to teachers and everything from how to teach a child to read to how to keep your classroom calm. So they will be releasing some material, hopefully over the next few weeks, that will give very, very granular instructions on how to set classroom rules. It might be as simple as line up quietly at the door before you walk in, sit quietly at your desk. It's talking about the need to have classrooms set up perhaps in rows or in a horseshoe shape so that all the students can actually see the teacher because there was a trend for a while where some of them had their backs to the teacher. Very hard for a teacher to keep an eye on everybody and what they're doing. That's a really interesting insight into how we educate children now. Tell me a bit about why changes like that were introduced and how they might have contributed to this increase in disruptive behaviour. Should we have seen that coming? Look, we went through a stage for a couple of decades where it was sort of seen as, I suppose, a reaction against very heavy discipline. And suddenly it was like, let the kids do what they want, let them be happy, let them learn in their own way. And I think we are really seeing the results of that now. Children need boundaries. They need rules. They need encouragement. They need guidance in learning as well as in their behaviour. And a lot of teachers aren't learning this at university. So they'll be four years learning to be a teacher and they come out and have no idea how they're supposed to discipline or set rules. Coming up after the break, why our teachers are going back to school on classroom management. 
My name is Manny Karoudis and I'm a former New South Wales policeman turned investigative reporter with a passion for missing persons cases. I'm here to quickly tell you about our True Crime Australia podcast, The Missing. In this series, I look at old missing persons cases which have all gone cold in an attempt to try and uncover new information which could help see these missing people reunited with their loved ones or any form of clue that could bring these families closure. The Missing is available now wherever you get your podcasts and early and ad-free on Crimex Plus on Apple Podcasts. The Australian's education editor, Natasha Beter, reported in May that students across Australia are entering high school with the same literacy and numeracy skills as kids in year four. It's a shocking state of affairs, and it's because their teachers don't have the training, time or skills to get their students up to speed on the basics of English and maths. The education sector has been struggling to attract and retain teachers for a long time, And that means schools are relying on graduate teachers and differently qualified teachers to pick up the slack. So science teachers are subbing in for maths, PE teachers are taking drama and so on. But if they're not being taught the basics and they're not learning how to control a classroom of rowdy kids, what are our teachers being taught at university? That's a very good question because there's very little transparency about what is taught but there is just not enough teaching them to teach. There's a lot of bells and whistles around different philosophies of teaching, but I think that after four years at university and paying a lot for that degree as well, both taxpayers and the student teacher, they have a right to expect that they can walk into a classroom and know how to run it from day one without having to have all of this remedial instruction sent to them through professional development. The nation's universities have been put on notice about the falling standards in teacher training. The federal and state territory education ministers have taken the universities head on and they have told them they've got two years to change their teaching degrees and they must have core content including managing classroom behaviour, teaching children to read, a mastery of numeracy. I'm astounded that wasn't already mandated, but it will be. That's all very well and good, but it means we won't see teaching graduates armed with these new, beefed-up classroom management skills for another six years. I think the next school reform agreement will hopefully address some of this quite quickly because it will be pouring money into student wellbeing. A report has gone to the federal minister. He has yet to release it. And then the state and territory ministers will look at it next month. So we should know by the end of the year what the priorities will be in that school reform agreement. And this is a big issue. Some kids are going to school they haven't eaten. It's not necessarily that they're inherently naughty, but they just lose it. So if they're not getting this at home, it's a problem. A lot more children are being diagnosed with ADHD or autism, and that can lead to behavioural issues in a classroom. Another issue is many children cannot read properly. Now, you cannot expect a teenager to sit in class and pay attention if they have not been taught to read properly and they don't have those necessary foundational skills to continue their learning. And again, the teachers have been left to deal with this sort of manifestation of problems in the broader society. So I think if 
governments can aid the teachers by having some more allied health professionals that might be psychologists or counsellors or speech pathologists in the schools to help these children. This will be fixed. Natasha Beta is The Australian's education editor. A summer readiness report from the Australian energy market operator has dropped today. You can read our analysis as well as all the nation's best news, sport and business right now at theaustralian.com.au. I'm Felicity Harley and I host Healthy-ish, where we chat to experts, influencers and people in the know from around the globe to arm you with the knowledge to make healthier decisions for your mind, body and soul. I think if we're going to be focusing on health, like sleep is probably the biggest component of that. I I think sleep is the cornerstone. Like choose the harder option because I've never woken up and gone, I regret that run that I went at 4am. I've never done that. Search for Healthy-ish and Extra Healthy-ish wherever you get your podcasts.